for listening you guys i realize it's not easy charlie the dog and i have to listen to these two jokers every day hey you guys what's going on it's episode number 274 now of the ronnie don show what is up ronnie don nation yeah we're live from lotus drop studios don't forget we are licensed brokers at windermere and it's a referral business you guys so thanks for your referrals Thanks for telling other people who maybe aren't part of the Ron and Don Nation about us. And don't forget, we can get you signed up and we can get some free stuff sent your way too, right? Yeah, let's go to ronandonsitdown.com. And if you're thinking, hey, I want to make a change for the fall, maybe when school's back in session, we got to get going on that right now. So let's get the sit down scheduled. Uh, you can reach out to me, ron at windermere.com. Yeah. Hey, coming up on uh, the Ron and Don show, uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos uh, said, yeah, I'm going to space and my brother's going with me. Is is, is 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 that a good idea? <laughs> we know the president and the vice president aren't supposed to travel together. What about when you're going to space for the first time? Are you supposed to go to space with your brother? I think that that's very interesting. Uh, also, let's talk about Facebook has now come out again and said that President Trump will not be allowed on the platform until maybe until maybe 2023. Are they doing a disservice to the former president? Or uh, who knows? Maybe they'll help his re-election campaign because I think we all know he's going to be running again in 2024. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Uh, A major headline out in Seattle today that we are the first major metropolitan big city that has over 70%, over 70% of us are vaccinated 12 plus in the city of Seattle. Ron, no other city in Americans can say that. And a lot of people think when the pandemic hit that this is where it started. And we could argue whether it was here or in California. Uh, but it definitely, it definitely ravaged uh, some of those older folks' homes over in Kirkland. What's your take on this? Uh, City of Seattle, 70, heading towards 75%. How about that? Who do you give the credit to? I think that's amazing. I think we're also one of the most literate cities in America, so I think that that Venn diagram overlaps a lot. This is very confusing to me, though, because I've heard 70% as being the herd immunity number around 70%, meaning that there will be enough people vaccinated that protects people that are unvaccinated. That's what herd immunity means. And yet when I go to home Depot or I go to Trader Joe's or even into a coffee shop, like you mentioned, I still find myself wearing the mask. So I know I'm vaccinated. Other people don't know that I'm vaccinated. Um, do should I change? Can I do I have permission to change that now? Um, when I'm walking, like I do see some people in Home Depot more than the grocery store not wearing a mask, and I, I'm not, I don't have that reaction I had four or five months ago where you're like, oh my god, like look at like super judgy. It's like, okay, like can I ease into this? Um, you know, I've thought about going to a Mariner game. 
Should I wear if I do, do I wear a mask at a Mariner game? Do I not wear the mask at a Mariner game? Do I wear it just when I'm up at the concessions and not when I'm seated? Like how do a catcher's wearing a mask the whole time? He is. Yeah, so is the umpire. How do you how are you thinking about this? Do do you wear your mask in, in every business when you're inside? No. So I have one in my pocket, and what I've decided is I'm willing to make anybody comfortable. If I'm making someone uncomfortable by not wearing a mask, then I, I'm totally fine with putting one on. When I go on a, on a trail run and I see, see somebody turning their back on me because they're uncomfortable, then I have uh, a neck gaiter I wear and I just pull the neck gaiter up and I'll, I'll continue to do that. Uh, I went into Metropolitan Market over in Magnolia. I walked in there and they had signs up saying you didn't need to wear a mask anymore. Came back the next day. That signs up saying you needed to wear a mask. Then I came back a week later. I noticed that some of the people working there didn't need masks. So finally, I just asked. I said, "What? What? What is going on with the, with the mask mandate? Is it a mandate to wear these in the store?" And they said, "No. You just do whatever makes you comfortable." And so I said, "Okay. Well, then I'm going to go." You put your speedo on and like walked in. And yeah, but I've been in different Starbucks that had different rules, and they first allowed people to take their masks off, and now the masks have gone back on. And so I just I just carry that mask with me. And if it makes people in Starbucks when I walk in there, especially the people that are working there, if it makes them more comfortable, uh, then, I, then I'm fine wearing it. What that. was it like around uh, the schools? Because obviously I'm not uh, trafficking in schools, but like there are kids. Everybody has a mask on. None of those kids are vaccinated for the most part. When my son goes to school. And so everybody is masked up. The teachers are masked up. And hmm. he even told me the other day, he goes, Daddy, he goes, I finally got to play with some of my friends the other day that that I haven't gotten to play with all year. Because when they go to school, you go into your classroom and you're sitting with half your class. So he's in the morning session. The rest of the students are in the afternoon session. And then if you're having a snack or you're doing something out on the play yard, you're only allowed to do that with the bubble of kids that are in your class. Mm. So the other day when they got to go out in the playground and really play as kids and I went by and saw that and I'm just getting I'm getting misty eyed about it right now is a beautiful thing to see kids out playing with kids. And it was something that that he really appreciated. I, w- I also thought that this was kind of neat. And, and I put this up on my Facebook page just I, and I want to say this about teachers. Teachers did something very extraordinary this year because what we went through and, and in some cases still going through it, there's a lot of insanity uh, to this. And what teachers were asked to do is so above and beyond. And even for a lot of them being asked to go back in the classrooms when none of us had been vaccinated yet. And when you think about what teachers mean to our kids, because they're not just teachers, but they're coaches and they're friends and they're mentors. Uh, I had one teacher tell me, she, my friend Lauren, she teaches uh, sixth graders. And she said, you know, usually at the end of the year, sixth grade boys, especially, they, they, you, you, they don't even know your name. They could give a damn about you. She said every single one of those boys came up uh, on the last day of school and gave her a hug and gave her a real hug and told her how important she was to them. So I just want to thank all the teachers and all the educators out there because uh, they've had a profound impact. And I think we, we have to give each other a break. The, the, this whole thing about I'm vaccinated, I shouldn't have to wear a mask when I walk into a store. Maybe you shouldn't. But, but at the end of the day, if pulling out that mask and putting that on and bringing comfort to somebody else who maybe hasn't been vaccinated, uh, why not do that? And I, and, and I just think 
that's the way it's going to be for a little while. So I'm, I'm just going to have masks available. Sometimes my son and I get out of the car and we forget. So we'll go into a store and we'll ask for a mask and we'll put those on. And whenever I have him, because he has to wear a mask, he's not vaccinated, then, I, then I'm always going to wear yeah, it's a, interesting. a mask. I, I agree him. with you. Just come, like I, I read a story about Jazz Alley has spent 150 grand upgrading to like HEPA filtration and uh, a lot of different sanitary measures for inside. So they're trying to get concerts back in. Yeah. It's like, if I want to go see a jazz show and they want me to wear a mask at Jazz Alley, I'll wear a mask at Jazz Alley. Right. Like, like that's their venue. No big deal. If we go to a, if I go to a Mariner game and they said, "Hey, in this section, everyone's vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask." Then I won't wear a mask. Yeah. So, I agree with you that it's it's not that big of a hassle uh, to just comply with what makes businesses comfortable. Yeah, more on the other side of this. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer 100000 over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Follow us on the social media platforms to search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. That's right, you just heard it. We're licensed brokers at Windermere. Thanks for all your referrals, too. When you refer us to other people, and maybe they're not even part of the Ron and Don Nation, they become part of the Ron and Don Nation because you're kind enough to say, hey, we know these two crazy realtors that are actually pretty good at what they do as far as buying, selling, investing, really good negotiators. And the biggest social media presence out of any realtor in Western Washington Nah, we're not afraid to use it. Anyway, runanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for the referrals, you guys, and thanks for hitting subscribe on this podcast. And thanks for supporting our great friends at Les Schwab for sponsoring uh, today's show. 
Donald Trump, uh, Facebook has come out again, and they said, yeah, we got this board. We sat down with the board. A lot of people thought he'd get his credentials back, come storming back on Facebook, and they said, you know, maybe in 2023, what is your take, and do you miss the Donald on social media? Because every day you'd wake up and you'd say, hey, I wonder what he had to say last night on Twitter at 3 o'clock. In the morning. I do not miss him at all because most of the time what he was saying was a bunch of lies, uh, and that's sort of proven. This is an interesting story, though, in this regard. Facebook is is not a government. Facebook is not – it's a platform. And so what they're trying – what they tried to do is say, we exist in a lot of different countries – we exist in a lot of different political environments and a lot of different political structures around the world. How do we create policy that is true in North America and it's also true in Asia? It's true in India and it's also true in Palestine. It's true uh, in, in South America, but it's also true in Africa. How do we create this policy um, that takes into account different customs and cultures and maybe mores around the world. So there, there are countries in the world where it's not uncommon for, for like polygamy to be legal. Can you have a rule uh, around a post that would be applicable to, to two cultures where one thing is legal and one thing is illegal or there's a more or a, a custom around those? That's a very difficult thing to do. And so what, what Amazon tried to do is say, okay, we're going to get together big thinkers, big politicians from different stripes, different nationalities, different racial makeup from around the world, different ways of seeing things, and in a sense, have a backstop when something rises to the level where they need to make a decision of, of deplatforming someone. So the number one thing they came up with that they said, this should be a worldwide Everyone should be able to agree with this. Don't use our platform because it's a voluntary platform to incite violence. Can everyone agree with that? And it seems like that's their, that's a pretty low bar to set, but that's what they're saying. The foundational to this, this review process is we don't want our platform, Facebook to be used for violence. And, it's pretty easy to say Donald Trump was using the platform for violence, for calls for violence, uh, to you know uh, this 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 riot that happened on on January sixth. Yeah, and Capitol. if you go and if you go back and feel like he didn't have anything to do with it, I mean, he was at the rally, speaking at the rally, and now his aide, he just he fired the aide that was working for him that actually put that rally together, and then he incited people to go on that march and, and to walk down to the Capitol and, and sent them on their way. So that really did, that really did happen that day. And he used Facebook and Twitter to get people there. Yeah. And, and Twitter to just jump around a little bit from uh, Jack Dorsey, the, the founder of Twitter, his thing was kind of like, I, I'm not a government. I don't want to muzzle a world leader because what they have to say is newsworthy in and of itself. Even if it's a lie, it's still newsworthy. And I see the logic in that. Uh, and if we get out of our own United States bias for a minute, let's take this to like Africa or something, where maybe you have a warlord, a country that's, that's, that's ruled uh, by a dictator. Well, what about them calling for violence or an ethnic cleansing or a subjugation of a tribe? How do we feel about that? Because... 
the politics of America there for a, a little section devolved into tribalism. You were the, you were either on this side or on that side. And if you were on the opposite side, I wanted to take it over by violence. If I don't get my way, I feel so strongly about this that I'm willing to use violence as a tool to get what I want, to get the type of government I want. Is that different than a dictator in, in Myanmar saying, hey, we're just going to, if we don't get the way we want, we're just going to kill people, jail people, uh, North Korea, like we could go on and on with this. So Facebook, I, I think that's a pretty good start. Can't use it for violence. Yeah, he use it for violence, he's out. But why 2023? Because if he comes back on at 2023, he's running in 2024. You hand him his platform back just about the time that he would need the platform to make a run. I will tell you this, and I've said this before. If he's not allowed back on Twitter or Facebook, there's no way that no he can chance. become. There's no chance of becoming president again. And if he was, if he was not on those platforms, he would have never been the the, the one term president. Well, and they're making this up as they go along. So what what happened? What had happened was. This council of very powerful and, and experienced people that made the review board, they got Trump's case, they went through it, and they said, you were justified in suspending him, but the way you did it was not right. And so their feedback to Facebook was, hey, you got to have a process here. Like, don't throw it on us to create your policy. What is your policy? Is someone kicked off forever? Is it a two-year thing? Is it a five-year thing? What is the red line? Like, you can't make the review board come up with the red line. That's your job. You're the platform. We're the review board. So they sort of threw it back at Facebook and said, hey, we'll review it. You need to give us the rule book for reviewing. And Facebook's sort of saying, no, 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 you guys are the review board. And so they're trying to have it both ways. We do want to be an agnostic platform. You guys are the review board. And the review board is saying, no, no, no. You set the rules. It's your company. You're the billionaires, not us. And then we will enforce the rules. And so that's why it's kicking the can to the next years. They, everyone said on this review board, it's clear that violence was there. You're done for right now. But the review board is saying, Facebook, you give us the rules We'll enforce the rules. And Facebook is saying, boy, it'd be really great if we don't have to write those rules. Will you please write the rules? Yeah. That's the standoff that we have right now. All right. Let's fly to space on the other side of this. Hey, what's going on, Ron and Don Nation? This is Therese, a new team member on Ron and Don team. It's tough out there for buyers right now, and that's why you need a buyer specialist like me. Let's send you a buyer's playbook, and for you sellers, we have a seller's playbook. Reach out to the team, and let's do a sit-down, and we'll get you these playbooks. Just reach out to us at ronanddonsitdown.com, and we'll schedule a sit-down today. Now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, episode 274 now, the Ron and Don shows you heard. We're licensed brokers at Windermere. Thanks for all your referrals this year. Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation uh, has done a great, great job in sharing our story of going from radio to real estate. You know, we do this podcast just because we love it and we love you and it helps us stay connected. But the way that we feed our families is through real estate, buying, selling, investing, brokering, agenting. Hey, you guys, thanks for uh, referring us. This is a referral business. So thanks for telling everybody about Ron and Don's sit down. Dot com. 
Yeah, ronanddonsitdown.com. That means a lot to us. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I was kind of surprised. Not surprised to hear uh, that he is going to board uh, one of his own aircraft and kind of head into space. I was kind of interested that uh, he's going to do this with his brother. Uh, we've seen some of these rockets blow up over the years. Uh, any concern about Jeff getting on a getting on an aircraft with his brother? And you love to travel. If they invited you to go, would you go with him? Okay, can, can we just do a, a little a twenty second timeout on the go? It's not space with a capital S, right? Jeff Bezos is not going to Mars. He's not going to the moon. Not yet. He is going into weightlessness Very for good. three minutes. Great. All right. So this you can do this in a regular airplane. Uh, not a regular one that you take off from SeaTac, but they have the, you currently, that's called the, the vomit comet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can currently get weightlessness. I don't know if you can do it for three minutes, but you can currently be in space. I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now because you can't see me. You can be in space, which is, you know, above the atmosphere in a weightless state. I've been in a weightless state in Fat Albert, uh, the plane for Seafare one year for like 30 seconds. Does that mean I went to space? No, it doesn't technically, but I was technically weightless. So how did this turn into you and Seafair and Fat? I'm just saying, Jeff Bezos. I knew you were going to turn the story into you. Jeff Bezos is going to space in the same way that like you were a professional athlete when you took batting practice with the A's. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you had an Oakland A's uniform on, and yes, you had a bat. I was seven for and, ten. And yes, you were in the batter's I was box. Using Miguel's hot as bat, but you weren't actually an Oakland A. I was seven for ten. I know, but like you I was, weren't. A, I, I hit better than any of the Oakland A's hit that night. Right. So I'm just saying. <laughs> so Jeff Bezos is going to space um, with a small S in air quotes. Yeah. Where does this go though? Like, 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 where does this travel end up? And wh- what are we going to see in our lifetime? Because we know that Elon Musk. For instance, that's what it is. He's in competition with Elon Musk. Bezos always. Do you think think they hate each other in the same way that Gates and and Jobs they hated each other, and then on Jobs' deathbed, Gates showed up and and supposedly uh, they made up. I think Gates and Jobs were frenemies. I think that. Oh, okay. uh, I think that Musk rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, and I think that Bezos never got over being the childhood nerd. Okay. Like when he got all buffed out and he started wearing the leather jackets and got the, the, you know, television actress girlfriend in LA and all yeah. like, that's just like, think about this for a minute. And I, I'm trying not to put too fine a point on this. He took one of the best blocks in downtown Seattle and built balls, glass balls on this giant lot. What is that saying? Hey, everybody, I'm the richest man in the world. I got a pair of balls. I got a pair of glass balls in downtown Seattle. (laughs) You guys will leave it right there. Thanks for listening to episode 274. We appreciate that. And we are licensed brokers at Windermere. We do have a buyer's and a seller's playbook. We'd love to send out uh, something that Ron and I wrote. And I think it's really valuable. Also, thanks once again for hitting the subscribe button. That helps us. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Give us a great review. Thanks for doing that. It helps the algorithm, helps share the podcast. So please do that and hit subscribe. And then you get the podcast like everyone else every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And again, thanks for your referrals because we are in a referral business. So thanks for telling everybody about the Bonadon Nation. Bonadon, our licensed realtors. Ready to go at
Windermere. All right. Thanks for that. All right. You keep your head up, keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time for episode 275. All right. The Ron and Down Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.